to think of your physical body as a vehicle. I like the way that the stream uses that term. This is the, the vehicle with which we experience the earth environment. So we acquire this physical vehicle. We go through the life experience with an operating system that by and large we create by default based on our reaction to everything that happens in our lives. And it, it creates this subconscious train of thought. It creates a, a dominant vibration. That dominant vibration creates our lives. And it's, it's not so easy for a lot of people to disrupt that. That's why it's not so easy for most people to change their lives. So I'm here with our Taya masters, some of our Taya masters, some could not be with me uh, in this episode, but this is the beginning of a special series of Taya group podcasts, where there's gonna be more than just me on here uh, having sort of a roundtable type discussion about the Taya practice. And we're starting out with the masters. We're sort of starting out at the, the top of the, the pyramid, if you will, uh, with the, the mastery folks who have been through the bootcamp program. They have served as mentors in other capacities, and they are now in the mastery level of, of the Taya practice. And there's things that you're going to hear from the masters that might blow your mind a little bit. Uh, they might be a little difficult to understand, perhaps, I don't know that. Uh, but if it is, that, that's okay. These are the masters that you're hearing from and we're starting with the masters and then we're gonna work uh, through the different levels of the Taya practice. Uh, you may not know this, we have lots of different levels from all of you that are absorbing these teachings from the stream where we start teaching the Taya practice everywhere, like on this podcast to the Taya Bootcamp program, which is sort of the, the big turning point of really making this your way of life, uh, into a mentorship program where the graduates can become mentors. Uh, we also have what we call Base Camp, which is where all of our Taya Bootcamp graduates uh, sort of hang out uh, forever <laughs> uh, until they're ready to do whatever they're ready to do next. Uh, and then we have Taya Mastery. And masters come and work with me uh, for a year in, in a mastermind. Uh, creating, co-creating the, the next level and the next level and the next level of the Taya practice. And what we have all found, including myself, I, I've been at this now for more than a decade, this practice is, is, is absolutely creating a new operating system that we can live our lives with, that we are no longer operating in the 3D operating system. We are operating in the 5D, and I've taken on that term because it's it's popular, and it, uh, it makes perfect sense that, that we are upgrading our operating system, one where we're shedding fear and we're shedding judgment. Uh, we're working with the universal process of creation. We're, we're working with vibrational flow. And in doing that, it changes everything about your life experience, everything. And you will hear that today from these masters that we're talking to. So I'll introduce them very quickly. Uh, our first Taya master is Elisha. Hi, Elisha. Hi, David. Good to have you here. Thank you. Our second uh, master that is on with us today is Carrie. Hey, David. And then we have Matt. Uh, Matt is on the podcast with me often, so you're probably familiar with Matt. Hey, guys. And then we have Kat. Hello, hello. Who also happens to be my writing partner in the Taya book. Yes, indeed. I'm very <laughs> excited about it. <laughs> Yeah, we've worked on this book now for three years, and uh, it's it's almost ready for publication, which may take another year. Who knows? But whatever it is, is perfect and good. But um, yeah, it's 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 going to be a, a a big, powerful book. But we're we're teaching all that stuff all over the place. You have to wait for the book to come out to start learning the Taya practice. So let's dive into um, 
we had a fantastic meeting uh, last week and our meetings are among us, so we don't share that publicly. But I do like the idea of doing these podcasts and these videos so that we can share some of the things that we're uncovering in this practice with everybody that's ready to hear it, everybody that's interested in hearing it. So let's talk about takeaways from last week's meeting. And I think that uh, I'm gonna start as far as takeaways from the meeting with Elisha. Okay. Um, I guess the biggest takeaway because um, uh, the conversation was death. I don't know if that got clarified that the main topic of last week's discussion was death also where we had been um, working through our own fears in life and peeling back another layer, which I think in being human, one of the greatest fears, and that's even what was brought up last year with everybody was the fear of dying, the fear of yourself dying, or for some people, there's a bigger fear of someone else dying. So I guess my biggest takeaway was um, the complete peace with, with death, with, with my own death, with this non-attachment and with this realization that if we really, really are living, we're dying every day. And then we wake up and we're reborn that next day and we have a chance to relive it in another way. You know, like I had these thoughts about, you know, was the last person that I was with intimately the last person I want to be with before I die? Or do I want to have more of this? You know, what, what more do I want in life rather this, than this limitation of living from this place of apology or this place of should and really letting, um, as I was sharing before we started recording, this idea of self die and the freedom and the liberation beyond this shell of a shell of, of a self that has so many issues and so many hangups and agendas and shoulds and coulds and all of this other stuff. And that the reality of ourselves is life, is God, is limitless and infinite and constantly in a state of death and rebirth. And we can ride that any way we choose. Um, that was, I think, my biggest takeaway was this just absolute letting go of the apology of being me and how God expresses through me and just being like, I got to, I got to, I got to deal with this way more than any of you have to deal with it when you get in, involved with me. So here we go. And I'm going to die on, I'm going to die into that, into letting go of fighting it, of fighting who myself is and stop beating up my cells or beating up anyone else's cells. And even in being, even in judging how they choose to die and realizing if they want to die in the battle of glory, then that's their, that's the choice. And that's the joy. And if I'm sad about it, then I'm not celebrating the roles that they want to play. And that if we want to celebrate life, we celebrate it in its entirety, whether we like the role or we don't like the role, we just celebrate it, you know, just like the waves crashing or, you know, I was noticing all of the different um, variations of dogs. And like, they got some weird, like some of them have like black spots. And I'm just like, wow, like we get so caught up on this idea of perfection. But if we look at animals, like we just see that God just paints like a child, 
you know, and just paints with wild abandon without judgment of like, does this go together or not go together? So my biggest takeaway was um, an even greater sense of, um, of peace underneath the happiness, underneath the joy, underneath that, that, that infinite wellness of upspring that happens that every moment, if we choose to tap into it. That's about peeling away the layers of, of fear and judgment. And there's so much judgment. We think we peel away some judgment and then somebody passes away, which is a, a, a significant event with somebody that we care about. And then all of a sudden, all the judgment comes up about how it happened and how you, what your last interaction with them was and, and all of that stuff. And it's really interesting that we, we had that deep conversation on Friday and, and it was on my mind because my father has been very sick. And on Tuesday, I know he was going in for a, a needle biopsy in his lung uh, on a black spot. And I got a call from my stepmother and she and I text we don't really call each other. And I knew that if she was calling me, it was probably bad. And it could have been the call. And it wasn't the call. He, he did, um, he, he did uh, need a, 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 an intubation and he went into intensive care. And my, I was at peace with it. I, I remember you know, taking a break. I you know, worked from my house and went into the kitchen and had my lunch. And I just remember sitting there thinking, if this is his time to transition, this is his time to transition. And if he chooses to fight, you know, the old me would have said, let go, let go. You're so unhealthy. You're so sick all the time. Let go. Just cross over. It's glorious over there. There's judgment in that. So the releasing of judgment was I'm at peace if he is suffering and choosing the suffering and choosing to fight to stick around. It's his choice. Or if he's choosing to let go and transition, I'm completely at peace with that. And of course, my siblings are, are, are not on that journey necessarily. So we think, we think very differently about these things. So I had that experience. And then as I was sharing with all of you before we, we came on, I found out that an acquaintance of mine chose to take his own life that same day that we had that, that meeting. And I wasn't close to him, but I was close to other people that were close to him. <clears throat> and, and the conversations of how sad, how tragic, he had so much going for him. He had so much life left to live. You know, he was an attractive man. He had money. He had all this stuff. Um, but again, that's us judging his human experience and judging his decision to end his own life. So for the mastery level of the Taya practitioner, it's peeling those layers of judgment away where we're not judging any of it. We're appreciating the experience that was. We're appreciating our experience and we're appreciating the experience of all other beings on the planet without judgment, because that is how source views our experience. And being that at one with source energy, that is your upgraded operating system. And, and we're, we're using a lot of robotic and computer talk these days. And, and of course, you know, the, the streams teachings are not overly scientific at all. Um, but the reason that we do that, is I think it helps to think of your physical body as a vehicle. I like the way that the stream uses that term. This is the, the vehicle with which we experience the earth environment. So we acquire this physical vehicle. We go through the life experience with an operating system that by and large we create by default. 
based on our reaction to everything that happens in our lives. And it, it creates this subconscious train of thought. It creates a, a dominant vibration. That dominant vibration creates our lives. And it's, it's not so easy for a lot of people to disrupt that. That's why it's not so easy for most people to change their lives. But when we create this new operating system, Taya, that is free of fear and judgment, it doesn't mean that you become a Taya practitioner and it's all just erased. It's a practice of peeling away those layers of that onion of judgment and peeling away those layers of that onion of fear. And it's, it's just a system of doing that. And the more you peel away fear and the more you peel away judgment in your life experience, the more your vibration rises, the more at source, at one with source you become, the more magical life becomes, the more you really view every aspect of life very differently and you transform. Because now I, I think about some of the things that we talk about. And if someone is just listening to this for the first time, they're thinking, gosh, you know, what have I stumbled onto? These people are sitting here talking about being happy about death and someone killing themselves. Oh my gosh. Well, that's where you are and that's okay. But we've done the work to move to this other space where we realize that humanity is so heavily laden with, with judgment and fear in our, in our teachings, that that's the operating system that we create. And in Taya, we're disrupting that. In Taya, we are shedding those layers of judgment and fear and learning to work with universal law, learning to work with vibrational flow. And well, it know, creates they, a magical experience. Go ahead, Elisha. You know, that would, because it just made me realize like that was one of my hardest things of, of working through in boot camp. I just had the flashback that my story and my loss of Kai, um, who was in my label, the, the love of my life and, you know, true love that everyone wishes for and this perfect fairy tale, you know, officer who died, you know, serving his country and not being able to let go of it. Like that was the weight that was keeping me from that next level. And it wasn't until this last anniversary that instead of missing him or thinking about anything that we didn't get to do or any of the old stuff or or any of that that I just went into this appreciation of looking at everything that I had around me that I wouldn't have if he was there that that if he wouldn't have died that I wouldn't have made the choices that brought me to that to this moment and how amazing and beautiful and and magical this moment is and that was hard for me. It took me, you know, he was, he's been gone for six years and it was like that, that story of, of another's death and, and, and our shoulds. And rather than this really, really honoring that we each come here to play a role. And within that role, we have a vision if we're aware of like how we're going to die, you know, we're going to die dancing or if we're going to die, can I say fucking, um, having sex? We're going to die making love if we're going to die serving our country or swimming you know if we imagine our demise and we live our lives through it like why would we get mad at someone else dying the way that they wanted to die that fulfilled their 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 life's purpose and i think that you know like this vehicle we think we're the driver and actually we're just a very high level passenger that already hired our chauffeur to handle you know the body and the homostasis and the more we get out of the way just like a roller coaster and being strapped into the skin suit and enjoying the ride the the more freedom we have even when it gets dark and dirty and nasty or scary 
we can still trust that we're trust that we're that we're strapped in and we have a divine driver taking us and so we can just keep our eyes open and our hearts open and, and enjoy it rather than being too attached to any of it but also realizing that we have this ultimate radical self-responsibility to care for it to be to love it to take care of it to to do the best we can to get to know it whatever it is um so yeah the death the death one i think is a challenging because it's either the fear of death of self or the fear of death of a loved one which all in my mind comes down to when the person is gone what we really miss is all the experiences we didn't get to have with them all the hopes of the future and all the things we thought we were going to get to do rather than dropping into everything that we got to do. And then the freedom of what we're going to get to do next from that. Yeah, it's, it's not appreciating the experience that was had instead of always yeah. focusing on what's going to be in the future, Yeah, which or, we, we tend to our old operating system is very much programmed that way. And the new operating system is more in the now and just really allowing the universe to create a magical future, whatever that looks like, and not needing to be so specific. That's real. That's a big difference. Somebody asked me today uh, in, in a discovery meeting, the difference between Taya, why it seems so different than everything else that's out there. And everything else that's out there, you know, there's, there's so much, I can't say that it's different than every single thing. I think that it's the only thing that combines um, this, this up-leveling of thought to source consciousness with the actual tools to allow yourself to make that your new way of being perhaps, but it's very different than law of attraction teaching because law of attraction teaching is very much about, you've got to create your future. You've got to create, and, and we talk about that sometimes, but really where we're going with this at the mastery level is creating a beautiful future by allowing the universe to deliver in something much bigger and much better than we could have ever imagined on our own. And letting that just be our intention. And it's so really, go ahead. Sorry, I'll finish up that what I've discovered is it really does come from following those high vibrations of joy of like really asking yourself, is this worth it going down my spiral? Or is this worth, you know, it, you know, really just following those nuggets of joy and your own like cosmic trail of of breadcrumbs of your path of happiness outside of the rules and regulations of society and going like, yeah, no, it's Sunday night and I'm driving back across the island to go to a silent disco and that's nuts and it's crazy and who cares and I'm gonna have fun because that's what my heart, that's where the nuggets have left us. So I think it's about following that vibration of joy and, and, and seeing where those nuggets of joy are presented to you in the by the universe in the people or invitations or food or whatever it is. Very nice. So Kat, let's go to you next. I, you, we're writing the book together and one, this came from something from the book uh, because we have a, an external developmental editor going through the book now who is not a Taya practitioner at all, which is a great thing because we want the book to speak to anybody that picks it up, anybody that's guided to pick it up and have it really be transformative for them. And she's questioning a lot of stuff, wanting a lot more information and, and things like that. And we're doing that. It's probably going to be the size of a phone book when we're done, but it's okay. <laughs> but one of the things that came about is Kat, I'm uh, sorry, Elisha had just mentioned uh, one of our little tools, our stopgap, is this worth me going down my spiral over? And she said, well, what if it is worth going down your spiral over? And I understand that because right away you think of something like, 
uh, something happens to someone that you love, you're, it's, it's worth going down your spiral over that. And again, old operating system, absolutely. You're, you're going to go down your spiral if something happens to, to someone that you love. New operating system, perhaps you are. But what the stream said in the response to that question was it's always a choice whether we do or not. We're always looking at it through a human judgment lens. And there are physical environments where death is not feared or even, uh, it doesn't even cause the sadness that it causes on planet earth with humanity at this time. That that's a vibration of earth and that humanity is, is sort of amped up that vibration and that we can bring ourselves to a celebration of the transition of life if we so choose. But they've also said that if you choose to go down your spiral, there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with being sad or being upset. The, the new operating system is not about never being sad, never being upset, never having anything negative happen. It's not about that at all. It's, it's seeing life through the eyes of source, that perspective of non-judgment. And it's very transformative. But if you're not judging, we're also not going to be judging someone who slips up into the old operating system sometimes, or somebody who has an event like that and chooses to be upset. It's fine. The Taya practice is changing lives all over the world. Listen to what just a few of our Taya Bootcamp graduates have to say. Taya practice has taken my professional life, me to a new level of abundance and happiness and joy on a daily level of existence that I didn't even know was possible. This work is profound. If you do the Taya Bootcamp and maintain a daily practice, you will fundamentally change your life. It changes everything about you, and it, it, it will affect all other aspects of your life, your health, your, your career, your money, your relationships. And I think that certainly has helped with my anxiety, with my mental health. I'm realizing that, wait a second, I do deserve the best in life. If you're ready to release fear and old limiting beliefs and learn to truly trust the universe to deliver all your desires, then it's time for you to join Taya Bootcamp. Visit thestreamofdavid.com forward slash TYA today and book your free discovery meeting. So Kat, I don't know if you got to that part of the edits or not, or what you think of that, but I'll just kind of turn it over to you to, to give us your takeaway also. Well, is this my takeaway from those edits and that part of the book or my takeaway from the mastery meeting? Both or either. Okay, because those are two different topics. <laughs> but um, I do actually, the second Elisha said that about the, is this worth going down my spiral over? My first thought was that comment in the book. And now every time I think that actually, every time I practice the stop gap, I think, well, what if this is worth going down my spiral? And honestly, sometimes to me it is. So sometimes it is worth going down my spiral. And it's like, yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and go down my spiral and wallow for a minute and then come right back up when I'm ready. And then it's, you almost feel better. It's like another, I'm gonna call these Elisha-isms of, of like likening it to a horror movie. You get really excited and it's like really scary and it's exciting and it's fun and then it's over and you're like, okay, well that was kind of the roller coaster. So it's, that's been interesting and something I've been playing with because I used to not let myself go down my spiral about things and just tried to stay up all the time and actually didn't try, I did. I stayed up all the time and that got boring. The, <laughs> the stream even told me that that was gonna get boring for me and I was gonna start to create some severe contrast out of boredom. 
and I sure did. But um, my <laughs> well, you know, this is this practice is not fairy dust and rainbows. I won't say unicorns, um, and, and and bypassing, you know, love and light. I'm always happy. I'm always up my spiral. You know, that's where everything is. Well, no, that's not true because there's value in the down, definitely. And we can we can enjoy the down. Yeah. Like we can mm-hmm. uh, like I think about the whalers um who wail when someone dies, right? And they just go, oh, I'm not gonna do it because it's really loud. But <laughs> you know, Thank like you. I, th- I think about like when you're in the fun house or a or a haunted house and you're being scared and you know that you're safe, so you feel so expressive and expressing the screaming or the ah or the running because it's like it's play it's so scary but you know you're not gonna die even though there's all these things and I realize like any of our DTS can be like that because you're not gonna die and if you do then okay (laughs) totally fine that's what's supposed to happen so hopefully you enjoyed that last moment of breath and whatever it was that you were doing before you died Agreed. But, and actually to piggyback off that on the, um, on the death topic, kind of like you were saying, like there's the excitement in the darkness, um, that actually relates to my takeaway from the last mastery meeting, which was, um, the stream had said while we were talking with the stream, they said specifically to all of us, the, the group of us that were interacting with them, they said, all of you have come to the point of you're not afraid of death but you're more afraid of losing someone you love than actually dying yourselves. And I mean, I know that's super true for me. Um, Not as much now, but I know like I eradicated my fear of death a long time ago. And I'm not just saying that like I'm on my high horse. I just, I really, death is actually one of my favorite topics, but um, someone told me once a really long time ago that he said, what did he say? It was basically, I'm so this was and he had me on kind of a pedestal let's just be honest here but that I'm so together that he felt like my entire family could die in a car accident and I would just be fine and I remember thinking I don't know about that like (laughs) that's that would like everyone I loved my daughter like all like that that would have been intense and since then that's kind of happened I mean I've lost a lot of people in some pretty brutal ways and like you know just like Elisha said the love of my life and brutally murdered and like some pretty what a lot of people would say really awful stuff that like that which we label negative and having experienced all that and really made peace with it I can't say that's really a fear for me now but um, that's definitely something I would allow myself to go down my spiral over if something that brutal happened again. And I did. When those things happened, I went down. I've made peace with it now. And it's definitely made me who I am today. And it's really been a big part of my exploration. Like identifying your lover's murdered corpse is not something that most people can think of as a positive experience. And I'm not saying it's positive, but I'm definitely saying it's transformative because I'm a very different person now because I've gone through those experiences and it's changed my idea of mortality. Well, it's a, it's a powerful practice. And when you get into to viewing life differently and finding the silver lining and whatever is, whatever is, because it's always available, then, then you, you just, you're operating your life very differently. But the thing is, is wherever you are in this practice is where you are. And we're not racing toward perfection. We actually really understand 
the perfection of imperfection. So that's the beauty of it is there's no judgment with whatever your experience is. So when you experience tragic loss and you go down your spiral about it and you have that experience, then that's what it is. But it doesn't have to be that. You know, the, 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 again, the old operating system is you have to feel this way. You have to be upset. You have to be depressed. You have to go through these steps of grief and you have to do this. But the stream has been very clear. You don't. It, this is a, a pattern of thought that has been developed across humanity that now that we are up-leveling collectively as a collective consciousness, that our choice, our, our reaction is our reaction. And that's just it because they're not judging it. So if they're not judging it, why should we judge it? Matt, what do you have to add to this? The only thing I want to say is for anyone who's kind of stumbled into this uh, conversation, we didn't arrive to this sense of peace and acceptance overnight. You know, the, we've, there's been a lot of work and a lot of consistent practice over a number of years to be at peace with death and to be at peace with the way life unfolds and to continually learn to stop judging ourselves for our reactions and to continually get back on the horse after we fall off. And so I just want to manage people's expectations that it's not like you do a course and then everything's fine. Like there's hard work to get to this level, but it is probably the most important work you'll ever do in your life. Um, that, that's all I wanted to add. I mean, I think it's, it's you know, and, and, and this is a, a toned down version of what our mastery sessions are, are normally like, because, you know, we are all at that level where we can say stuff that, that would be typically quite shocking, but we've reached that level of, of, of acceptance of ourselves and of acceptance of that's what it is. Um, and I think, you know, it, it's funny, we're all, we all end up dead. You know, there's no secret about that, right? But that's where it all ends. So you may as well stop being worried about it. You know, it's definitely going to happen. 100% guaranteed promise is the only thing that's definitely going to happen to you. So stop worrying about it. I think that's why the fear of it is so powerful in controlling people because you know it's inevitable but then if, if fear can be instilled around it and pain and grief and all of these things can be instilled around it then the power of all that is harnessed and what taya does is it takes you takes the harness away from that and says no the experience is going to be what it is it, you can be joyful of the transition or you can be terrified. you know mournful or terrified or whatever you want to call it it's your experience that you have and the stream has said they are not judging it no matter what it is. We are the ones who are judging it. So if something like that happens and we react in, in this certain way, then we're going to be judged by it. And the fear of that is what holds you in this space of, of not really evolving your thinking. What just came to me was how you were sharing about the pain that you were experiencing in your head and how you transferred it. Like you literally harnessed the pain in your body and moved it. And that's the exact same thing. Like we can harness the pain in our life because it's just sensation. However, we want to label it like how, I don't know if it was Carrie or um, Stacy that we're talking about labels and the limitation of a label. But if we take the sensation and we write any story, then the pain can become pleasure. You know, the pain can become grist for the mill, but we can harness it. And I really got how the connection of how what you were talking about moving the pain in your body into down someplace where there was pain and then healing with that same pain of harnessing the energy and really taking it and getting something with it. It's the same, 
it's the same thing with death, right? Because death is just that all of that energy of a person now being harnessed into something else. And I think the problem with those that are left, we don't know what to do with that energy. So we want to put it back in the container of that person's skin suit and all the things we wanted to do with them rather than seeing now that that energy is everywhere because it's no longer held in that body and it's in the song that's playing on the radio station that reminds us of them or whatever it is and then we can take that and all of a sudden feel sadness because they're not here or we can realize that it's that energy connecting to us still in that infinite outside of the the body the vehicle um but yeah i really got like and that deep of like the relationship of pain in our body and that tangible pain and the pain of the emotions that is invisible but can be just as debilitating and that we can do the same with both yeah i like um the, and, and to share with all of you I, I was sharing before we went on the podcast about this experience i had over the weekend where i, I woke up in the middle of the night very dehydrated had a splitting headache and instead of just, I, I have for a while now been leaning into the pain. I talk about that a lot. When you have physical pain, find appreciation for it. Find appreciation for the physical pain. And I didn't do that. I was half asleep. I jumped up. I went into the kitchen. I took something for a headache, whatever whatever was in the bottle, ibuprofen or something, and, and drank a big glass of water and to hydrate myself. And then I went back to bed and it was there. And instead of doing my old exercise that I still think is valuable of leaning in and appreciating the pain of not fearing it, not demonizing it like we're taught to do and really experiencing the pain differently. And just as a little aside to all that, we talk, um, some of us have gotten tattoos recently. A couple of us have gotten Taya tattoos recently. And in the process of getting the tattoo, there's pain. They're sticking you with a needle over and over and over again to impregnate that, that uh, color into your skin to create the tattoo. And so there's some pain involved in it, but it's not the same because you chose the pain. You, you chose to go and place yourself in that, that painful scenario to get the outcome of the tattoo. And you can actually appreciate it while you're getting it. I'm getting a tattoo, yay, it sticks a little bit, it pricks a little bit, it burns a little bit, whatever, but that's okay, I'm getting my tattoo. Well, it's your perspective of the tattoo that transmutes the pain to something positive. So you can do that with any pain and chronic pain. Mm -hmm. And I have been a chronic pain sufferer. So what I did in this instance, after I went back to bed, it just popped into my mind, stream, stream knowledge, popped into my mind, I can move this pain. So instead of appreciating and leaning into it, I moved the pain down through my body, down my spine, down to my lower spine, the base of my spine, where I do have a, a condition that I have healed the pain overall in my life, but it will come back around sometimes and flare up, usually in my lower vibrational uh, moments. And I sent it there. And I, I remember thinking, I'm going to use this pain that's in my head, that's now down in my lower spine, that's left my head, it's down, moved down through my body, the energy of this pain is powerful enough to be very uncomfortable. I'm going to transmute this energy to healing energy in the base of my spine. And I, I let that work for a little while and actually felt good in the base of my spine, much better than it felt in my head. And then I moved the pain on out through my toes and it left my body. 
it was, it was a very interesting experience. So I haven't really convened with the stream exactly what that was about. I just trusted the process. I wasn't looking for that experience. It just happened. And I found that in my life a lot when I do this vibrational work and really just focus on being in joy and being one with source, cleaning up my transgressor energy as, as things you know tend to bubble up, that these uh, supernatural experiences just happen. They just are. I'm not out looking for them. And I think it's, it's, it's a sign of the new operating system of this is really how we're supposed to be. This is really how we are as we upgrade our operating system in our physical bodies. We're changing the earth experience. And that is my definition of transitioning from 3D to 5D in physical is you, you are operating more source-like here on earth right now, not you know in the future or not once you leave the earth plane and go somewhere else, but in this physical body, that, in this lifetime that we're in. So that was a very, very interesting experience, transmuting that energy to something positive and then ultimately allowing it to, I appreciate it at that point. And I, I'm sure knowing what I know from our Taya practice that the finding the appreciation for the pain is what allowed it to flow right, right on out. So Carrie, you, you shared on, I think our last episode, uh, one of the last, is the last episode that uh, two episodes ago that you, um, you, you had a, a similar experience. It was a, like a near death experience that you came back from. I did. Um, yeah. And, uh, it's still, I, I'm still, um, allowing the, the whole experience to kind of unfold for me. Um, so through, um, talking last time in mastery, what we've been talking about was releasing the fears and the judgment around even that situation. Um, more and more things are coming up for me, uh, of what really transpired, but yes, I, the biggest thing that was happening was the pain was completely, I've never felt pain that way. And I had a baby without any drugs and I'll tell you that's painful. Um, it was, it was every inch of my body felt like it was on fire on the inside. And then I had joint pain and a headache and literally, you know, just movement would increase the pain. So I had that one spot on my head and I just thought, I'm just going to focus on that. I'm going to appreciate that, that I have this one little spot. And if I lay real still, that one little spot didn't hurt. And as I did that, I could feel that the same thing, the pain moving. And, um, and then uh, I went, I guess, out of my body. Um, and I, I described it as uh, that movie um, with Jerry Foster with the, um, she's in that spinning thing and she leaves and goes to another dimension. Mm -hmm. And it just, I felt like I just floated away and I had no pain. And um, it was powerful, very powerful. And on a, uh, something, like I said, that I've never gotten to in meditation or anything that I ever tried to focus on. And I think that's the key, like you said, David, is it, when you try to focus on it or try to have these experiences, you don't have them. It's in the allowing. And so being that sick and um, 
I really wasn't thinking of anything other than that spot on my head that didn't hurt because I didn't want to get on the thought train. <laughs> right. So with all that and, and learning that and then this past weekend thinking about it and, and allowing more of that to bubble up to surface of my judgment around it of, of trying to wrap my, my 3D mind, so to speak, around what exactly happened to me when there really is no words to explain the experience. So um, what came up is, is uh, what we had talked about was labels and judgment. And um, the big one for me was feeling worthy and, and, and the lack when I came into boot camp, not feeling worthy and having lack and judging and um, struggling with the whole idea of the spiral and raising our default vibration and the vibration of us as humans. And then now this past weekend realizing the reason I was struggling was because of the judgment of myself. Was I doing it correctly? Was I doing it as well as the others? Do I even belong in mastery? Am I as good as? And all this stuff started bubbling up. And I was like, I thought I quieted that voice in, in uh, boot camp. I named it. I moved it out. So there's this whole new judgment. Um, yeah, you're ready for the next level. So it's presenting yeah. itself to you in perfection to, to address, to deal with. Yeah. D2. So it, it was, it, it's been a really, the, the best part about the whole thing is that I'm enjoying the ride now. Oh, well, that's the key. And again, if yeah. you're new to all of this and you don't know what the hell we're talking about or, or think it's crazy that we're sitting here talking, you know, this practice that's so profound, but you're all getting headaches and you're dying and, you know, all this stuff. Well, the thing is, is that you really learn to experience the life journey from a higher perspective and your body kind of feeling the disruption of the new operating system can shut down on you sometimes. I've had a couple of those experiences, Matt, you, Elisha, Kat, Stacy, everybody, uh, all of the masters, all the Taya masters have had those types of experiences. And really what I have seen is you either continue this practice and you keep going higher and higher and higher and higher with it, or it just gets to be too much for you and you've got to kind of come down the mountain a little bit and get some air and then hopefully go back up. But that's up to you. There's, there's no dogma in any of this. It's your experience and you take it as far as you're ready to take it. Not everybody's ready to take it to this master level. But for those of us that are, we're really enjoying having our hands in the clay the way that we do now and really enjoying, really enjoying the, vi the experience of vibrational flow, working with it. We're all taught to work against vibrational flow. And here we are working with it, appreciating it, loving the up and the down and trusting our abundance and abundance in this world of Taya means whatever you want out of your life, just joy. More stuff is fine. If you want more stuff, manifest more stuff. That's the easy part. The, the more challenging part is really getting deep into the purpose of life, the purpose of humanity, the nature of positive and negative how from sources perspective, there is no negative. It's all positive. The things that we judge in this world as negative are not judged that way by source. They're not. Well, and, and what I, what I, sorry, I didn't mean right. to interrupt you, but what I absolutely loved was Elisha explaining, like when you're in that fun house or that horror, scary haunted house on, you know, and you're walking through it and you know, it's all made up, but yet you're scared. 
Yeah, and the, the, the being able to express that release or that that emotion yeah. feels really good. Yeah, and it feels really good. And it's if you just view for me, if I view life like that, okay, you know, like I said, I was really sick, but let me let me step back a little bit because and see it from a different way so that my body can handle what is happening to me. It really does change the way you, it changes the pain, it changes the perception of it. And it, it really is healing, which sounds backwards. You know what I just got? Um, so sometimes I just say stuff. The swearing is hard. Um, you can barely take the sailor out of me. Um, the haunted house analogy, why it's so easy is because it's in the, it's in the physical and our mind knows that we're safe and it's in the physical. What happens with the mind and the things in the mind, there's no physical, the lions and tigers, like I always tell my clients, like your lions and tigers and bears now are, are the, you know, the, th the thoughts and the things and you got to close your windows and the mind never knows when they're not there because they're in the mind. And when you were talking, I just got why the funhouse analogy works for me, but also why sometimes it's challenging is because when it's in the tangible, you know, it's a lot easier to digest and to separate yourself from it. But when the demon is in your mind and you're trying to rescue yourself from your own mind, it's a different harnessing of, of those voices in your head, of that witness consciousness of being able to separate that it's all an illusion. And this is just a deeper illusion within the illusion. And you actually have control over this, like that, like what lucid dreaming is. And I got the difference because I can't watch horror movies. I can't, but I can go in a fun house. Like I can go in, in the haunted house, get the shit scared out of me, go running out like, you know, like, like I'm in a movie or whatever and love it and love the adrenaline, love the, the gore. But you try and put me in a movie to watch something that's the mental and it's moving through my head. I have nightmares. I can't separate from it. And I got that that's, and that's another key into this, this, this life hacking of ourselves is that the lions and tigers and the ones in our bears and our head, we have to burst them. Like we have to take the mental bursting them because the outside environment, it's easier to control or remove ourselves from the circumstances or block it or, you know, separate from it. But it's that, that separation of self that we are so disconnected from when we're on that journey that we're so far from source. And you, I never got it to that degree until you just like, you know, gave me my own words back to me. <laughs> awesome. Carrie, did you have anything else to wrap up? What we're going to do is we're going to do two parts of this uh, podcast with the masters. So this will be the first part. And the second part, we're gonna bring the stream in. So if you liked this conversation, if it brought up some questions for you, uh, if it's intriguing, the idea of operating at this mastery level of the new operating system that is Taya, then uh, watch for our second part, part two of this uh, will be the stream and the masters are going to be able to interact with the stream. Uh, to wrap up, Carrie, did you have any other thoughts that you wanted to share? No, um, not at all. I just, I love these um, discussions because it does, it, it, it helps me to figure it out and, and 
continue to grow and expand. So thank you, everybody. I appreciate you. All right. See you on the other side in part two. Hi, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. If you like what we shared here today, and if it inspired you to think differently, even for just a moment, I have something that you're absolutely going to love. It's a full 90 minute masterclass where I've condensed all the knowledge that I've acquired throughout the years after writing two books and helping hundreds of people change their lives. Take the action steps that I share in this masterclass. The only place that I share this is in these masterclasses aside from my Taya Bootcamp program. And if you know our teachings, you know that we're not about rainbows and fairy dust. We are about extreme ownership, claiming the power to transmute anything in your life to something positive, claiming the power to create your life exactly the way that you dream of it. So everything that you're going to learn in the masterclass is something that you can take and apply in your life as soon as you're done watching. So just go to the streamofdavidmasterclass.com and register and take this 90-minute masterclass. It will transform your life. Again, that is the streamofdavidmasterclass.com. Again, if you enjoyed this episode, you are absolutely going to love this masterclass. Thank you again. I'll see you in class.